So this is the first episode of The World According to Walker. I uh, decided to make a podcast about basically anything. If anyone if anyone watching this has had a conversation with me, you know that I can generally just switch from topic to topic and be able to hold a conversation. So what we have here is a very good friend of mine, Elton Salvador, and a very good friend of mine, Ming Chen. Um, I one of them as guests, definitely Elton, because he just came back from a nice European vacation that he's wanted uh, to have for a very long time. And Ming Chen is a very good friend that has uh, opened up his podcast studio to me. And I have watched him on the screen. I've watched him in person. He's just, uh, he's a mass and on Facebook. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Uh, it's an honor to be uh, on here with you. And uh, I, I travel, travel. It's uh, some people love it. Some people hate it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, I love meeting, getting into adventures, meeting new personalities, always walk away with a new friend. And uh, sometimes if we go back to the same place, we see old friends. So, I, I mean, it's it's a great thing. Beautiful. Beautiful. So um, to take it to my friend Elton, um, can you just let us know where you've been for the last like two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty much last week uh, I was traveling to Finland, pretty much the coldest place in the country at the time, obviously at this point in time. But the reason I went there was to really experience the countryside of Finland. Usually I'm one of those type of touristy peoples that likes to explore the cities, you know, explore the museums. I'm a history type of guy, but I decided to make a change and decide, you know what, I want to explore the actual countryside from another country. So I stayed at a guest ranch over in uh, Puha, which just stands for holy or sacred. So I stayed there for a week and I got to know the ranch owner personally, you know, personally one on one. So I got to know a little bit more about him and his wife and what the Finnish people are like in general. So it was pretty cool. Good. How did you uh, how did you enjoy the people? How were like were the people very nice? Were they friendly? Were they a little standoffish? Yep. Just as I expected, you know, like they have. How can I say like low, you know, very little expectations. It's like they're quiet. They're. They're not mean. They're just like simple Europeans that, you know, take society, you know, not so serious. Just they just chill. They like to drink a lot. So and I asked a couple of Finns over there and and I asked them, like, how happy they are in general being, you know, number one happiest country. They say around seven and seven out of ten. Some others say eight out of ten. So I actually was surprised on that. Yeah, on that point, uh, they uh, they're generally very happy about the um, <clears throat> resources available to them. Um, that's why you don't see many emigrating to the United States because mm -hmm. um, they're they're happy with the what they're where their tax dollars are going and they're happy with uh, what's coming back to them um, in terms of a you know social net or social return. Um, so my question is, you know. Mm -hmm. Many people, in terms of the European countries, most people travel. Par I mean, most people travel to France. I think that's the number one country that American uh, passports are scanned for. Mm -hmm. A lot of them go to Germany. Like, why Finland? It's such an odd place for the average American tourist to go. Like, is there a reason why you decided to go to Finland out of all places? Um, originally, it was just out of the just out of the loop. I just really just wanted to go on a vacation simply. My original plan this year, which it's not going to happen now, it was to go to Montana, stay at a guest ranch, you know, try to be more cowboy, you know, you know, a cowboy style man. 
So I decided, though, I really want to wait another year just to enjoy a vacation in the summer. You know, I was having to wait and save up all that money. So I Googled, so I did research and Googled different ranches. So I decided my second choice was going to be Argentina. And I asked, you know, what the quotes are. And again, it was a bit of expensive. So I would have had to wait another year, pretty much at the end of the year, just to take that vacation there. And then what popped in my mind to go to Finland was I've been seeing Facebook ads lately about the Northern Lights, the glass igloos. So I decided, you know what, let me look at uh, guest ranches over in Finland. And I found a couple of them, and one of them stuck out, which was called Lucky Ranch, which was really an authentic ranch. So from there, I, you know, asked the ranch owner the prices, uh, the quote, you know, um, the activities. And so once I got a bit of the quote overall, I was satisfied. So I booked that ticket to go there for, yeah, last week. Okay. And uh, how... What what's the season for you be able to see the Northern Lights? Uh, it will be between late from November through uh, late March. Okay, so you caught the tail end of it. Really. Pretty much, I caught the tail end of it. Okay. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. So the amenities afforded to you uh, at the ranch. Um, can you tell me about some of those? Uh, I got to stay in a cabin for a week, which the amenity. Amenities there was actually pretty well organized, well cleaned. The sink, you know, like the bathroom is like not, you know, it's not the way that you would see them here in the United States. It's like, um, how can I say? It's like well European architectural style type of like enough room, enough space, enough, you know, to do your business. And um, how can I say? Uh, Their toilets. Instead of having the flush, it's actually on the back where you just push down. Oh, you push that button. You push yeah, that button. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I also Forgot. noticed that you know in public ba- restrooms, the stall well in in airport in the airports in general, the stalls are well organized, and you know you don't have that gap in between where the stalls where you know you get to see other people's feet. No, it's like completely closed. <laughs> <laughs> No, and you gotta you actually have enough room in the stalls there to actually hang up your coat. And oh actually, yeah, that's you know, true. Not like your typical American bathrooms here. It's like you're looking at a disgusting floor. Oh, it's true. <laughs> yeah, because like they had like the um, the top to bottom is like it actually suits some like somebody, somebody's height. You right. know, like it's like five foot or six feet. Where, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're able to just like hang your coat. That's really funny. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really funny how they do the public restrooms, mm-hmm. like even outside of airports where you might have to pay like 25 cent euros or 50 cent euros. I'm surprised. Um, well, where I was, I'm surprised they didn't run into that, actually. I've what, been, paying? Yeah, paying. There was like. Well, it seems like it's more of a private residence, so you shouldn't have to pay everything that like if you have to use a bathroom, everything's afforded to you because you included it in the. No, I mean, cost. like in the in the cl- um, in public in general, I yeah. didn't actually see any of the, you know, like. One of the visitor centers when I was over there in Puja, uh, they didn't really, they didn't actually require you to pay. Just really? To use it. Yeah. You're basically just using the bathroom like an ordinary wow. person here. European style cleaning with American just goes you goes your free will, right? Yeah, pretty much. Interesting. Very interesting. So, like, did you um, did you learn any Finnish words while you were out there or was were the words, like, too long to even understand? <laughs> Some of them were a little bit too long to understand, but a couple of words were... 
Kitos, meaning thank you. Some curse words, of course. Of course. That's <laughs> the way it goes. <laughs> yeah. It's the best way to learn the language. Yeah. yeah. Curse words first, <laughs> and then uh, learn how to order alcohol, and then find out where the bathroom is. Exactly. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you um how did you get to the ranch? Like is it in Helsinki? Is it in like a big city? No, I had to when I flew in from Helsinki, obviously they stamped my passport. From there it's now a local flight, so I had to fly from Helsinki to Rovanimi. And then from there, the ranch owner, uh I met up with the ranch owner at the airport. And the, the funny thing is when we were flying from Helsinki to Romanimi, the captain announced on the overhead saying that all of our luggages were left back in Helsinki. Oh, shit. Yeah. So you just had everything that was on you at the time, then? Yeah. So I basically just wore the same clothes for two days, was sweating. I was, was already smelling. <laughs> <laughs> they, almost lost, they almost lost our luggage, but luckily... Uh, one of the ranch owner's friends managed to pick up the oh, baggage boy. from the airport. So, and I, oh. and it's also a good idea <laughs> to keep all your information. You know, if you need to file a claim, you it's yeah. good to keep your tickets with you and uh, any other claims that you have. Absolutely. You. Is that like is that the only time that you've uh, had your luggage like lost or anything? Almost. Like that? Uh, yeah, that was yeah. the only time. Yeah. Okay. Mangy, I'm, I'm as much traveling as you do. I'm sure you have a couple stories. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I've been I've been pretty lucky. Uh, you know, it, th there's no worse feeling than you're sitting at the baggage claim and you know you have the carousel going around. Everyone else has got their bags. <laughs> And you're like, where? Wait a minute! Something's wrong here. Where's uh, Where's mine? You're waiting, and then the carousel stops. Like, you know, we're done. Oh my god! <laughs> wait, where's my bag? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, then you got to go to the office, and uh, hey, my bag didn't come out. All right, you fill out a form. It's like, all right, we'll we'll track it down, and uh, where are you staying? Well, if, when we find it, we'll deliver it to you. Yeah, and you you never know when it's gonna show up. So. <laughs> It, it it happens. So yeah, carry all nine essentials on you, yeah. and uh, anything else uh, if you need to replace it. Uh, hopefully, you can buy it back. If it, <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm looking at a map of Finland here. So I said Helsinki is way down south. Yep. And uh, Puha is uh, kind of in the northern central. Um, yep. How far is that? Do you know? Um, you said the uh, your bags they had to drive it up. Is this? Did, did you know if that was a long distance? Uh, from. From Romanimi Airport to the ranch was a two-hour drive. Two-hour drive. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you got your stuff back, though. Yeah. I mean, I know it took <laughs> that, was, that would have sucked right there. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm thinking, Pua, there's probably not like a mall nearby where you can go, no. and go, to, you go to Abercrombie and Finch. And, oh, no. Uh, yeah. It's like a secluded area that's there. That's too uh, funny. Yeah. I'm glad, you got, I, I'm glad you got your stuff back. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. One of my um one of my friends, she was doing like a study abroad, maybe like a, a three week program out in um out in Spain. And I think the program was in maybe it was in Vigo, I wanna say. Yeah, I think she was going to Vigo, which is like on the western it's the western coast of Spain. And so the way that she got there, she had to fly from, I guess uh, one of the New York airports to Madrid, and then she had to take a regional flight from Madrid to Vigo. And she didn't get her luggage. Like, her luggage, when she got to Vigo, like, her luggage was stuck in Madrid for, like, I think at least 90% of the trip. Wow. So she was bumming off of people and had to, like, live off of her clothes for about two and a half weeks. It's like, and that was the first time that she, like, left the country. 
Yeah. So like, what a what a way to experience uh, <laughs> a, a foreign country. Uh, yeah, in your own clothes and for two and a half weeks. Or yeah, borrowed, yeah. Or borrowed clothes. It's it's absolutely awful. Like that's that's the worst way for you to like open up travel, like to go to a foreign place. Like it's absolutely awful. You smell, you know, you smell terrible. Your hygiene is already yeah off the roof. Especially women, like 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 female hygiene. Like it's 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 really awful to have that experience. Like for a guy, you know, just. I don't know. It's like, like our cardinal rule is as long as you don't stink, it's fine, right? Like, yeah. But in terms of like women, like they need whatever they need yeah. for them to be able to, you know, go out in, in society right. without feeling bad. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah, it's awful. Uh, it's, hopefully in the future she won't have those kind of uh, experiences. <laughs> um, so – Elton, like, what yeah. What else did you do? I think I saw, like, a Facebook uh, picture or video of you uh, reindeer, reindeer sledding. Was that it? Yeah, reindeer sledding. <laughs> that is, wow, really cool. Yeah, and I also did dog sledding there. How, like, how how long uh, of a trip was the dog sledding? Was it, like, half an hour or something? Or? It was, like, an hour. Wow. Like, how... Um, how far was it? Like ten, um, they go by the metric system, so ten kilometers. That's pretty damn far. It's like about six, six miles. miles, right? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So the first half, I did. You know, we had to work as a team, so it was two, a two-person job. So I took the first half of the mile. So I pretty much maneuvered the dogs back and forth, swaying left and right, and then when we're going uphill, that's where I really had to put my uh, muscles to work. Wow. So I had to put, you know, I was running and pushing so the dog, you know, the dogs don't do much of the heavy lifting. So it was really all on me. And then when it came down to the going down the slope hillside, uh, there was a there's a break that's in front of you to allow you to slow down and or oh, sit, wow. and then both feet to stop together. So there's a lot more movement than what we would think that's what i thought i thought it was going to be more like relaxing it's actually more of an exercise between wow so basically it's a coordination between you and the sled dogs so the dogs are not just doing all the work so you're also doing much of the work as well that is awesome dude holy shit like all this was just included in the program cause you get to like see all that shit and do like dog sledding oh yeah absolutely wow I'm jealous, dude. That's like awesome. You know, most people in like February and March, you know, we're like we're freezing our asses off in Jersey, and I see like Facebook. This guy's just like posting all the time about dog sledding. I'm like, dude, like that's messed up, man. Oh, yeah, like, no. You're having fun in February. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here watching Netflix. I'm watching people dog sledding. Exactly. <laughs> I um yeah. Are you so are you, are you ready for the Iditarod uh you know cross cross <laughs> cross nation trip now? You yeah. Gotta, you know, you are you ready for the races? Maybe. <laughs> That's funny. We- I saw that. Yeah, they call this tra- – it's called the Small Group Husky Safari 10K and Farm Visit. So you meet the dogs. Yep. Uh, there's a, I guess there's a there's a farm where they, they raise the dogs. Yep. And then you go on the 10K. Uh, they call this safari, which is cool. Yeah. That's pretty wow. much Wow. Yeah, man. That's like, – dude, that's money well spent, man. If you're like and, – if- And the temperature outside was like around te- like 10 degrees, 8 degrees, and we were going at such a fast pace, and I was wearing these thick gloves, these warm gloves that were supposed to keep my hands warm, but – that breeze, that breeze was penetrating through that glove, and I was my arms were, my hands were starting to get numb just from that cold. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! And then when it came time for me to relax and sit on the sled, it was the opposite. Now it was my feet that were getting blustered by the wind, and I was starting to get numb as as well. 
And by the time I got up, my legs were kind of tingling and kind of falling asleep. So I had to kind of warm it up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy cow. How's, um, how did, like, how did you enjoy the, like, the rest of the people in the ranch? Like, not just, like, the Finnish people, but, you know, there are other people, um, Argentinians or Belgians, whoever, whoever else is in the ranch, like, the other guests. They were, they were really, they were nice, you know, we, uh, there was one couple that was from Finland, but also from Estonia, so they told me that wow. they have the same language dialect, only they have, you know, like, they say things a little bit different from Estonia, from Finland, but somewhat understanding with, with wow. each other. And we managed okay. to talk politics around the table, you know, in Uh-oh. a polite <laughs> manner. <laughs> okay. And one of them was a psychologist that studies, you know, people's, you know, how can I say, uh, the people who has narcissism or, you okay. know, this, so he was from Estonia, so he was telling me, you know, what leads to these people to be in this state of mind of delusion and, you know, and unstable condition. You know, it's like, it's like friendly talk of politics, no mm-hmm. arguing, no yelling over. That's like what, you know, I expect. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, considering our, like our political system, we have a war of polar opposites, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> if you go into Finland and you go to Germany, like, I... Nine times out of ten, if somebody's like a, a social conservative, they're not gonna be vote like they're not gonna give their vote to somebody that like wants to defund education. Like for us, like we just have a, a war between people that want to people on the far left and people on the far right. right. Like there's no, there's no understanding that we need to have a social net of programs where we can progress our society. <laughs> Otherwise, in Finland, like that's that's like everywhere you go. Like even mm-hmm. social conservatives, they're not whoa, 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 whoa defunding education. That's like an extreme. We're like. We hate these people, but like we we don't want to defund education. Exactly, no, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it sounds like a really cool trip. Mm-hmm. Just seeing seeing like all your posts and like it. So, Ming, like Elton is like Elton is a real wild card. It's 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 funny to see like his post because like he he'll post like what he's doing at the time. Right. And so he had this one video where he's just like walking. It's like 11 o'clock at night and like up there, like oh, yeah. it gets really, really dark. Yeah. So we're just seeing him on like an empty street at like 11 o'clock and it's snowing and he's, he's just like making the video at yeah. the time. And it looks like it's like legit in a horror movie. And like, it's just so funny. <laughs> like you would think it's like last house on the left or something like that. Right, 30 like, days a night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're just waiting for, a, like, a reindeer to come jump out or something or, 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 or whatever. Oh, my God. It's, like, it, it, it makes the trip even better. Like oh, I, I was wasted that night, too. When I, when I started recording. I, uh, well, I was going to ask you about that. I see here at the Lucky Ranch in Puha, Finland, there there's a saloon. Um, was there, I mean, was there, or was there a bar there? Were there bars there? There were, there was more like a cafe there. It's okay. A, a style of a cafe. Right. There's a middle... There's a little fireplace in the middle that you could make a bonfires, but you know they sell alcoholic beverages there too. They also sell sou- small souvenirs. Okay, know, all kinds of they serve all kinds of food that's there. The main dishes that they have are salmon uh, soup and reindeer uh, stew. All right, what's reindeer stew like? Uh, how can I say it? it tastes more like game, like the flavor of the reindeer is like game. Like it's kind of hard to kind of hard to explain that, but it's like game 
type of flavor. Right, like, just it's like just, a hearty, yeah. like uh, bloody, um, like it's meat. <laughs> yeah, just just meat. <laughs> On steroids. Yeah, <laughs> it has the taste of reindeer, like their type of reindeer. You know how you have goat or like sure. goat meat, you, you taste that goat scent in your mouth? It's kind. It's kind of like that. Okay, it leaves. Uh, all right, you, you really taste the reindeer. Yeah, you really <laughs> taste the reindeer. Yeah, not taste a rainbow. Taste the reindeer. Right, taste the reindeer. <laughs> exactly. And I, I, I imagine since you travel, are you? Uh, you're probably not a picky eater. Then, um, I mean, were you? You're the survive on Finnish cuisine. Pretty much, yeah. I whatever they give me, I pretty much just take it off the plate and you know survive from that. What was uh, was there like any type of food item that you generally did not like? Hmm. Yeah, they have anything. Uh, I was like, ooh, um. <laughs> that's not at all. Or, yeah, it's like, ooh, you eat that? Like that's edible? Like you eat that? Yeah. Hmm. I would say, I guess it's the blood sausage that I had mm, there. Okay. It's like when I cooked it, saying, okay, I'm eating it. It's like didn't really taste that good as I, I expected it. Compared to the other gotcha. sausages that they served. Now, could it be maybe it's the finished way that they prepare it? Because I know like a lot of other cultures, they uh, they make blood sausage. Like Germans make blood sausage. The Poles definitely make blood mm-hmm. sausage. Like probably and- the way probably the way that they uh, made their blood sausage. Yeah. Probably maybe there is some an, in- an ingredient in there that probably I didn't like or yeah that. But I still ate it regardless. So. Yeah. Nah, you're, hey man, you're definitely somebody to take on a vacation because uh, if you're not a picky, usually like if you're taking somebody on vacation and they're a picky eater, like it's, you can still enjoy the vacation with them, but Mm -hmm. there's only so far you can go. I can't eat there. I can't eat there. I can't eat this. Oh yeah. yeah, I've I've had friends, uh, you know, we're in Asia or wherever. I was like, all right, where's Starbucks? Where's McDonald's? And I said, you came all this way. And uh, yeah, you know, I hit like a street market or something. Yeah. yeah, They need, they need their latte, Starbucks latte. And they're like. (laughs) You know what? I you're you're getting left back next time. I can't I can't do I, I can't, can't do, do this with you. Oh my god. Um. So you're you're one for uh. So Ming, you're one for like street markets. When if you if you go to the like right country, because you know not every country has like street markets. Yeah. And stuff, but um. What's like? Oh, absolutely. Uh. Yeah. I was in uh. Uh. Taiwan. Taiwan's uh. Good. I mean, you see some weird stuff on. They'll yeah. put anything on a stick and grill it. So, um, yeah, you were mentioning blood sausage. They'll they'll take blood and like form it into a cake and throw a throw a stick in it, and it's a delicacy out there. So, wow. Um, yeah, I th- you know scorpions, things like that. It's uh, it gets it gets very weird. That very non Western <laughs> for sure. But it's pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, China's a population of uh, I don't, I can't remember how many billion now. Uh, every time I say I the number, one point four, I think. Yeah, probably. If, yeah. If you can eat it and <laughs> you can survive on it, <laughs> they'll put it on a stick and they'll grill it for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, and the Asian street markets are uh, are fantastic. All the food's cheap, and yeah. uh, you know they're cooking in front of you, and I, you know, I. I, I don't think they worry about, say, a board of health, per se, in those, <laughs> in those areas. No health so, so if you have a maybe a weak constitution or a weak stomach, yeah. maybe I don't recommend that. But, uh, yeah, I think at this point my my stomach's been uh, been coated in iron and uh, dipped in – dipped protein. In, yeah, and dip, protein. dipped in uh, vibranium. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's, it's, been, it's been pretty good. So, awesome. I, I, But I think that's a, that's a true way to experience uh, any places uh, find – uh, the local street vendors for sure. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You always, like you said, you're always able to meet new people. And yeah. Plus, like street markets, they're they're always going to be there. So if you go back to the country, like 
chances are they'll definitely be there. Maybe they'll remember you. Maybe they won't. Yeah, but. for sure. Did you uh, in Puha? Did you leave the ranch? Did you? Is there like a downtown Puha or is there a city center? There's mostly around the area. It's mostly the ski resort. Okay. And mostly it's just all countryside. So, okay, as far as the eye can see. Yeah, it looks beautiful. I'm looking. Yep. Uh, if you Google up Puha, it's spelled uh, P Y H A. Yep. And it looks uh, pristine. Oh um, yeah. And I imagine you were there during the winter, so it was snow covered, beautiful, snow covered, yeah. untouched, untouched, clean air, clean air, exactly, uh, amazing. I also got to spend the night in an igloo, a snow igloo. I saw that's one of their features here, uh, the Lucky Ranch snow igloo, and uh, I guess this is a structure made out of snow, or, or basically, we... it's like an inflatable balloon type into a, in the shape of a globe, and then what they do is they pile snow. On top of it, yeah. and then on the inside, they start, you know, packing on the inside, and then the ranch owner hires a couple of artists to create the, you know, the wow. designs on there and the ice sculptures. Yeah, so they'll literally go. I was carved out on the inside, pretty much, um, yep. where, where it looks like instead of snow, it looks like concrete, and mm-hmm. uh, they'll they'll um, they'll do artwork in the snow, and it's very elaborate. It looks like yeah. Wow. How um. How what like did you stay overnight one? I did stay overnight one. How does like how was the temperature while you were in there? Did it, it feel warm? Did it it feel was like- a little bit still cold. It was like ten degrees warmer on the inside than it is on the outside. That night it was I remember it was two degrees outside. Okay. And it was ten degrees a little bit warm on the inside, but still cold. But I had all I had all my jacket, my overalls on. Still, you know, I thought I could sleep well, but I just couldn't breathe. It wasn't like I was hot or anything. Mm. It's just like I couldn't just like it was just compressing me with you know, with the sleeping bag. So I had to shed a, a whole bunch of clo- clothes. So I pretty much slept nothing but my underwear in, that night. And how much and what what the temperature was? What was the temperature? Uh, two degrees. Well, actually, by that time, it was already negative one degrees. You didn't freeze overnight? Well, just like your underwear? Well, I slept okay. I just kept my body, you know, all my warm clothes on one side while also keeping, you know, warm air circulating inside the sleeping bag all night. Damn. Okay. And that makes sense. <laughs> what was your uh, what was your favorite part of the uh of the trip? My favorite part of the trip? I would say the sauna. Oh, that's right. There was a sauna, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. How like how was it? Is was it um it was, mixed gender or was it like how like It was just me and the ranch owner, but it, it, in general, Finnish people, you know, they do group saunas and the tradition is like going going naked in the sauna. <laughs> <laughs> the how, ranch owner was a guy? Yep. You just I guess have on the towel, I guess. Say, yeah, no, he just said, Do you mind if I go naked? Say go ahead. <laughs> It's his. It's his territory. His country is like that's tradition in Finland. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, just go nude. And then after the sauna, we went skinny dipping in the lake. Very nice. Was it? Oh, the lake was definitely like heated up and stuff, right? I mean, no, it was like fro- a frozen lake. Oh my god, dude! So he cut up a. He cut I up like a hole. What? I told you he was a wild card. And it's like two degrees out. <laughs> Wait, so the lake's not frozen? It was frozen. It was. Cut, yeah. So the ranch owner cut a cut a hole in the lake with the chainsaw. Okay. So we did when we were sweating enough in the sauna and hot enough that we were ready to go out in the lake. He just the advice he told me is just don't let you know, just do it. You know, if you wait any longer, you're just gonna chicken out at that point. Okay. So I just took it as his advice, went for in went into the 
uh, into the lake there and stood there for about a minute or so. And he also rec- he also said to also try stretching out your legs underneath the ice. So I actually did that, and it actually felt pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, wow. is the process? Did you just jump? No, did you I, just jump in, or you uh, you know, yeah, dip was, a toe in, <laughs> and then you put a foot in? And like I actually just it was there was a stairs there, so I actually just climbed down. Okay, so I just slowly, my, slowly, and slowly I kept going down and down, and then just try to relax my body so I don't shiver as much. They say that if you don't move your body as much, you won't get you know you won't be trembling or getting that shock in your body as much. So. I know, but talk about literally freezing your balls off. <laughs> <laughs> you you literally did that. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And when it when I came out of that out of that lake, I felt relaxed. I wasn't shivering. Although the wind was blowing, it was like it's like oh wow. I felt I'm not I'm not cold. I actually felt good. Wow. Then we went back to the sauna, just, you know, to warm up. Interesting. Wow. And I did that a couple. I did that two times. Back to the the, the sauna. The... Then back to the lake. Sauna. Okay. And then the third time I made the video, which was rated G, so everybody could see that I actually. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, uh, nothing below the belt. So. Yeah. <laughs> How was the um, the ice fishing? Because I saw that you had a uh, you had a video where you were trying out the ice fishing. I enjoyed it. It was pretty relaxing. Had a couple of beers, and I managed to get one dinky little fish. Yeah. What What would you do with it? Did you just like? Uh, no, we left it. We left oh, it. No, man. Not the fish owner knows it's like to the fins it's like nah. Let the let the birds, let the foxes have it. Okay. It's still it's still better than nothing. Let nature let nature take its course, right? Let nature take okay. its course. Because the guy when I went fishing the second time, again, ended up with a small dinky fish. Yeah. Left it for the wild. The guy was already had already a couple of fish already in his bucket. So it was like around this size right gotcha. there. Okay. So he used that. We went back to his house, and he made a dish, pretty much like a cracker snack with fish called sarki. Okay. And it's mixed with hot sauce, a sweet sour sauce. Damn. Oil. I think he put thyme, a little bit of salt, ketchup, and then he put the fish that we caught, you know, he chopped it up, mixed it in there, and then he... Put it in the oven for about, I think, four hours to cook it. Wow. And then he served it on a cracker dish. Okay. It's, um, oh, I see you're, you're trying to find it. Huh? Yeah. What, what's it called again? Sarki. Put, Sar- t- put <laughs> S-A-R-A-K-I. Sarki. Okay. <laughs> We're not looking for a black guy. Yeah, I probably spelled it wrong. But. Fish sarki. Fish sarki? Okay, yeah. you got it. It's the oh. black guy again. No, I'm <laughs> I probably spelled it wrong, but uh, if you can decipher that. It sounds amazing. Yeah. It sounds amazing. The uh, How long were you out there ice fishing for? Like, how long do you sit out there for? Uh, I think for about two hours. Okay, do they give you um, – I've seen ice fishing on on TV. Uh, do they give you, like, the little hut? Are you, are you just sitting outside with no, the we're hole si- in the – No, we're sitting outside in the cold. Okay, so there's no – so I was no pretty much – I was well – you know, I was well dressed, yeah. and I was well – except for my hands, but yeah. I was well relaxed. Um, I've Like, when I've taken the, the train to Montreal on uh, the wintertime, last time um, in January, I went up there, and, like, when we were out, like, 
Plattsburgh and um I don't think it was by Albany, but like Fort Ticonderoga. Yeah. Like you see people out on the uh Lake Champlain. Oh wow. Okay. That actually wow. But uh yeah, we're looking at the picture of the Sarki now. So yeah, that looks amazing. Yeah. That's that that's that looks great. Yeah. Um, yeah, you see people ice fishing. Yeah, on your trip. You just like it looks like you know you see people like out there in like the middle of like Lake Champlain yeah. or like the Hudson River. And you're like, what the hell is like? You think it's like a mirage or something? You just see people just like chilling out there. <laughs> like they got their they got their like cooler in there, right. just like ice fishing. <laughs> ice fishing, got a beer. All right, you're good. Yeah, that's yeah. what I did. Yeah, that's what I did. Just like beer, sitting there, just waiting to catch the fish. It's like yeah, felt good. How um what kind of beer did you drink while you were out there was it like local finnish beer or did uh no uh it was actually a german beer yeah that the guy said was it like a bitburger or something i think it was a bit i think it was a bitburger it was a green can okay i'm trying to remember bitburger whether it's a gold or a green can i can't remember but i remember like everywhere you go like they always have they always drink like cans of bitburger like everywhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah. good old bit burger. Yeah. It's like the corona of uh, of Europe, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did you try, like did you were you able to try any local um like Finnish beer or anything outside of the uh cuisines that are like local to the Finnish? Um yeah, there was uh the beer, I think they had a cider. Oh, I don't even remember. It was, it was a cider that that I liked. That was like a, in a blue can that I don't even remember the the name of it, but it was a delicious cider. Yeah, yeah. And then I, a beer. I, I usually don't remember the beers. Usually, usually it's just drink it and. Okay. Yeah. You know, hope for the best. Yeah. Hope <laughs> for the best. There we go. Which uh, one? Um, it's either the gin or the cool grape. I think it's the cool grape. Here it is. A uh, Hartwall Cool Grape Long Drink. It's called. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think this. Yeah, this was it. According to an official original Finnish recipe, yeah, wow, okay, there it is. Yeah. So that is that what you had? I had the that, cool grape. Yeah. How, like, how did it taste? It, Be- besides, like, cool grape. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, pretty much, I think sweet. Yeah. It, okay. t- it tasted sweet. Five point five percent alcohol. So all right, you can that'll, that'll get you, that'll get you warm. Exactly. <laughs> 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 warm, bro. A couple couple of those. <laughs> yeah. They get they get warm. Did you bring anything back? Um. I brought back uh, a couple of souvenirs. Two, one the Finlandia vodka, and another one called Halagolfi, tw- which is twenty eight percent alcohol, which oh. tastes like <laughs> coffee. Okay. Oh wow! And I gave it to my uh, horse trainer yesterday for as a souvenir. And I also bought the kuksas, their wooden cups that the Finnish use for drinking coffee and alcohol. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I also brought back a uh, uh, souvenir reindeer. The, the antlers? antlers? Yep. Oh, <laughs> I was like, did he just really like <laughs> smuggle in a reindeer? Yeah, I was like, wow, that's uh, uh, yeah, TSA notwithstanding. Uh, yeah. You can get that back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, you, um, do you have like any other vacations coming up uh, this year? Uh, not for this year. This year is mostly for uh, horse shows. Very nice. Yep. Okay. All right. And um, how long were you in Helsinki where, you know, you were waiting for the layover or you were waiting for the, the next flight? 
Uh, it was a seven-hour layover, so I spent the night in the airport. Ah, the Javon Walker method, huh? The Javon Walker method. <laughs> <laughs> um, did, you, did you, like, go out? Since you were sleeping in an airport, um, I assume you didn't leave the airport? I did not leave the airport. Okay, all right. Um, there was uh, the Border Patrol there uh, offered me, like, to stay at a hotel, which was only a walking distance from the airport. Oh, wow. I declined because the flight was an early flight. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. If I overslept, bye-bye. They would have they would have offered you at their cost or you would have had to pay for it? Yeah, I would have paid for it. Yeah, it's not bad. Though. I mean, yeah. it's not bad if it wasn't like the early flight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, kind of better than sleeping at the airport. Oh, yeah. I, um, no, nah, I, frequently, I frequently do that if I'm going on vacation where, like, let's say I have, like, a 7 a.m. flight yeah. and... It's like ten o'clock at night or something like that. Like yeah, you'll just go. Yeah, I'll just go. I'll really? sleep at the, Yeah, I'll just sleep at the airport because like I probably I'm probably done and I've spent all my cash. So like I oh, have right, enough okay. to spend for like sure. a, a train or something like that yeah. to take me to the airport. Um, yeah, I'm known to like sleep in airports. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just like how I travel. It's. But that's just with me. Like, if I was with somebody else, I wouldn't suggest to do that. Right. It's like, we're going to camp out here in the corner. Yeah. Uh, by, the, <laughs> by the power outlet so I can charge my devices. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've been there. Yeah. Been there. <laughs> Hotels suck, man. They're expensive. So, yeah. And, yeah. And if you're just going to be getting up at 3 in the morning to catch a flight. Yeah, exactly. It's not worth it. You, it's 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 amazing to see, like, how many other people, like, yeah. you see that, like, sleep at the airports. Yeah. Like, I remember I had a um, – I had a – Maybe like a twelve-hour layover in in Lisbon. I was going to um, Frankfurt, and I had a layover in Portugal. And I got back. I got off the flight at maybe like eight o'clock in the morning. I got to the airport at like ten o'clock at night or something like that. And like it was at least me and like fifty other people like sleeping out. Wow. Okay. In so. in like a specific area. Right. Like. There were people not fighting, but like there were people definitely bundled up next to like the electrical outlet for sure. the, for us to charge our phones. Yep. And um, I think by the time that the airline started coming in at like five or six o'clock, they just said, "Yeah, we just need all y'all to like you don't have to leave the airport, but you just gotta like leave from here because we're setting up." And we're like, "Okay, so like we just got like a big congregation of us. We just got up right. and like, went somewhere else to go sleep for a couple hours." <laughs> yeah, I um, I imagine. The uh, comfort level de- would depend on the airport, uh, international airports, <laughs> Lisbon, Helsinki, probably nice, nicer airports than say you know Newark, EWR. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. JFK, and, it, and it was easy to maneuver around the gate. You know the gates. The you could follow the number of the gates. They show you the arrows. It was like yeah. well organized in Helsinki. It's like not in London Heathrow, which w- is the worst airport. Really? Yeah. You have to, you know, once you get off the plane, you have to go down the stairs, take a bus. It'll take you to the terminal. Then follow the signs that says flight connections. So you have to go follow the signs, go through airport security. Then you got to look for, whatchamacallit, again, you know, like go back down the stairs just to take another bus, just to take another terminal, just from there. And then it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. I've, um, when I was a... When I was a student, I interned at Lufthansa in uh, Newark Airport. Yeah. And I don't, like, it's definitely not Lufthansa. Like, Lufthansa is, like, one of my favorite airlines because I think they do the customer right. But when some people, they would come in for, like, a flight to Frankfurt or flight to Munich, they had bought the ticket off of Lufthansa and, or maybe they bought it off of United, but because they're part of, like, the same, like, global alliance, yep. 
sometimes like they will come in and say, okay, well I'm here for my flight and her flight is about to leave in like maybe an hour and a half yeah. or something like that. And I'm like, Oh, you're in terminal B. No, you have to go to terminal C. And right. like the terminal wasn't declared on the ticket. Like yeah. these people are like, it's Newark airport. They have to like walk to terminal C or they have to take like the damn shuttle. Like, yeah. Oh my God. It, it, that might be the worst, <laughs> the worst airport I've ever seen. It's uh, it's pretty bad. And there are some days I feel like I live there. So that's, that's why I fly out of all the time. Yeah. The, the, yeah the, there have been several times uh, where, you know, I'll land at like 10 at 10 PM one night and then I got to take off at 7 AM the next time, the next day. Oh wow. And uh, yeah, I sometimes look around and I was like, I felt like I was just here yesterday. Like, I yesterday. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Newark airport's a mess. I, you know, I think we can all, uh, we can all be in agreement in that. Oh, my God. I've just seen some of these clean foreign airports where, uh, you know, the drop-off area is well-organized. And uh, yeah. like you said, the signage is clear and everything's clean and pristine. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Yeah. What's the what's the, what's the the best airport you've you've been to? Uh, Calgary. Calgary in uh, Calgary, Canada. Really? Yeah, it was uh, just palatial. It looked like an art museum. And, um, yeah, I don't know if you've ever had to drop someone off at Newark or had to pick somebody <laughs> yeah. up. And what a mess that is. That goddamn drop off zone, yeah, man. It's awful. Oh my god! You have, to, you have to keep going around. Yeah, yeah. Keep moving. They won't let you. Uh, Calgary's all nice and organized, and uh, no, no one fighting, no one yelling at you. It's uh, yeah. It's pretty, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that one's one of the better ones for sure. Okay. <laughs> Elton, what's uh, what's what's your favorite uh, airport? Uh, so far, it's been Helsinki. Yeah. Yeah. Everything just laid out for you, huh? Just laid out for me. Okay. I remember. I think when I went to Amsterdam, Schiphol, I, it was it, it was a little bit confusing because okay. it was a lot bigger, like yeah, much more bigger than Helsinki. But Helsinki is, you know, the gate numbers were clearly right on top of you, and it, it was basically okay. leading you correctly in the right direction. Okay. I um I've always been a fan of from like since day one i i was at the airport it was atlanta i hartsfield is a yeah, yeah that's a great airport hartsfield jackson yeah it's considering like i think in new jersey we have the lowest of the low with newark yes to compare it to atlanta like atlanta has triple or double like double or triple the amount of passengers it has so much space on the outside like you don't feel like you're getting robbed with airport parking no they have a free monorail they have like all of the terminal, like the free monorail, like takes you to like four different terminals, and there's like such an array of things to eat and yeah. drink at the air. Like I don't think any airport gets better than LA. It's a pretty damn good airport. Yeah, I uh, Ti the rapper, he's got a place there. Uh, it's just called simply Chicken and Beer. No, and you're it's, joking. It's in Terminal D, and it's uh, it's amazing. Uh, next time you're there, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh wow. If you have a if you have some time to kill, definitely check out Chicken and Beer. But, I might. I think I'm going late May, um, just to, like check on family and stuff. So yeah. like I like I really enjoy the flight there. So yeah, so do I. It's ready from here. It's maybe it feels very short. It's uh, I think hour and a half. Yeah, it's hour and a half, and I feel like uh, I feel like no time has passed uh, between here and there. And uh, I and I love that city. Yeah, and yeah, I love. I'm agreeing with you. That's a great airport. Yeah, it's like and plus when you get out of the airport, it's not you know, uh, a confusing, like, puzzle, like Nork is, where you have to keep driving around, like, don't yeah. don't, don't get on the sign for 78 yeah. or 95 or the no, turnpike. Yeah. Like, when people come up to pick you up or drop you off, like, it's very simple. Like, you get off to the side and you pick up or drop people off, like, and you don't have officers telling you to move. 
Yeah. Like Atlanta's pretty damn good with just about everything that they mm. do. Yeah, and if you need to go downtown, uh, the Marta station is right there, their public transportation. Right. And I think it's like four bucks. Mm-hmm. And you can get downtown within 20 minutes. It's yeah. Fast, clean, safe. Um, all the great things uh, that public transportation should be. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a great, that was a great <laughs> airport. You look at, um, you know, when, when, I, when I got on the Marta, I was going to my cousin's house and. I'm comparing it back to like New Jersey in terms of like I'm like the airport parking is expensive, but they add five fifty to like the train the train ticket when you go to Newark Airport. Like specifically for Newark Airport. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you're going from like New Brunswick to Newark, I think the ticket might be, I don't know, nine dollars. But like if you're getting off at the airport, the ticket's like thirteen or fourteen dollars. Yeah, they they add they, they you get you're getting taxed for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the uh the unseen airport tax or the very seen yeah. or the very visible airport tax. So Yeah, in comparison. Comparison to, you know, um, like you said, in Atlanta, where you pay the $4 for the Marta, yep. like that Marta will take you from the airport to like downtown, Midtown, yeah, like Buckhead, like you, Buckhead, wherever you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Atlantic yeah. Station, like it's yep. going to take you like every everywhere you need to go. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. It's a very, yeah, very good airport. Yeah, Elton, we're telling you to go to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth, like, it's worth it for the, like, for the cost of living and like the, like the amount of amenities that you have in such a metropolis in, in the South. Like, it's amazing, especially when you're coming, like, down from the, like, you're about to land. Like, you can look at the whole Atlanta skyline. Yeah. It just looks like it's like a big sign saying, come here. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's a lot that we offer here. What's the what's the worst airport? Uh, I mean, Newark's definitely up there <laughs> for sure. Okay. I, uh, uh, yeah, Newark's terrible. And uh, close second would have to be LAX. And, uh, Los is it that bad? It's, it's awful. It is uh, absolutely awful. Yeah, it's it's one big loop, and uh, you know, LA's just such a large city, and yeah. people. It's the same thing. It's just a horrible configuration. Oh my and, god! Um, yeah. So, uh, and then, the last time I went, they're trying a new thing with the uh, the rideshare. Um, so with the Ubers, uh, you know, once you get out of the baggage claim, you gotta wait for a shuttle, and it takes you way off site, and that's where all the ride sharing uh, no. comes and picks you up. So you're adding, you know, a good thirty minutes to an hour on your trip if you oh know you have God. to ride share instead of just picking you up outside the airport. But it's supposed to reduce congestion. And, oh, that's um, what they say. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> ev- yeah, everyone. Uh, everyone's hating it right now, but I don't know what else they could do to alleviate yeah. that kind of, um, that yeah, that kind of congestion. So, okay, and uh, it's just LA. LA is a crazy place. There's, the security lines are always long, and uh, yeah, it's just a horrible airport. So, I've seen like I'm trying to remember. I've seen enough articles. Usually, if somebody's like apprehended by TSA, for some yeah. reason, it's always at LAX. It's always LA. Yeah, there's so people, many crazy people. Yeah, there. people always carrying like 50 pounds of weed or something like that. Yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, what did you think? You weren't going to get caught? Like, yeah. Everybody sees everything, dummy. Like, yeah. yeah. I think the um, the guy, Juice World, I think that's, I think he, I don't think he was flying to like LAX. I think he was going to like another commercial like airline, yeah. but I think he was going to like LA. Right. And he had like, Dozens of pounds of weed, I think, in the in in the flight, and he had enough like Percocets and other like prescription right. pills. And apparently, like I guess the 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 uh, the pilot found out that TSA, like the FBI, or so like, or maybe it was the Narcs. They're like waiting for him at the airport, and then the <laughs> guy, like, he just decided to just like ingest like the prescription pills and the weed, and he ended up dying. Um, but it's something up with people in like LA trying yeah. to just like smuggle drugs. I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, you're I, gonna get caught, <laughs> yeah. Caught, especially there, yeah. Yeah, I I saw this funny episode of Cops where like <laughs> the episode and they never do this because it's usually like local police officers, but like they had an episode specifically at the border and 
you just see like the line of people coming from Mexico and this one guy had maybe like 20 pounds of weed like in his tire like like <laughs> you open up the rim and you'll just find like 20 pounds of weed right. and like the guy was just stopped at the border they're like hey um I guess they didn't want to let it be known that like he was under like watch or something like that but they're like yeah you need to uh, step out of the vehicle we need to just suspect it and like they went specifically to that tire yeah, that so rim they knew. Did oh they had the God. did they have the sniffing dogs? No, they just knew. Like yeah, they, they didn't need them. They didn't need them. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just I don't know how people do it. It's uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess because it's like statewide, right? Um, which is actually a big problem because if you're going from a state with like legal weed to a state with non legal weed, um, that is a problem. Yes. Like if you're going from like L.A. to San Francisco. You're fine, I assume, as long as like TSA because it's a federal federal yep. government. If you get it past them, I guess they have no problem. I don't know. I honestly don't know how the how the system works for like transporting that stuff. Yeah, I think if you're not carrying twenty pounds, no. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I honestly think I, yeah, I've, I've flown back with stuff from LA, I, oh, okay. and I'm not I'm not a chronic smoker or anything. Yeah. But um, these days when you go to LA, all your friends have bought so much out yeah. there, they're just giving it to you. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, you know, I, I I think if as long as you don't have like bricks of like weed in your yeah, yeah. TSA is looking for guns and bombs and stuff. They don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they're not. They're not really concerned with edibles anymore, or yeah, or, or, or weed. As long as you're not. Uh, it doesn't look like you're going to distribute it. Yeah, yeah. I think you're. I think you're <laughs> it's for okay. personal use. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Okay. Um, what is? Uh, I know you're you're a married guy, so I you am. might not be able to answer this question. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best looking airport you've you've been at? In like terms in terms of, of like seeing women, like oh, best looking. That's a great. Uh, well, I mean, on the flip side, yeah, LA is definitely up there. Miami, Miami's a you know, really yeah, Miami's a good one as well. In Miami, okay. actually, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Those are. I mean, those would be. I, that, those should be no shock to anybody. Yeah, that's that, uh, fair. <laughs> that, mm. that uh, LA and Miami are probably up there in terms of. Uh, yeah, in terms of aesthetics, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I was gonna say if you say like Omaha, Nebraska, like I might have to take a trip after like this podcast. Right. Like, oh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I've been to that airport. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it was. I don't. Nothing stood out about. <laughs> Omaha, let's say the Omaha, Nebraska airport, but okay. those are the two that come to mind for sure. Okay, um, Elton, what's uh, what's in terms of like best looking women that you've seen? Like, uh, what airport were you at? Uh, London Heathrow. There's really where I saw a lot of bunch of beautiful women there. Very nice, very nice. I barely saw anything, barely anything in Helsinki or Romanimi. Okay, mostly it was London. Okay, I um. I had a layover in Barcelona and like the two to three hours that I was there, it was just like that one, that one. Oh my God. I was like, oh my right, God. It was like, like the Ford modeling agency rolled through. All <laughs> yeah, yeah. Camps out at that airport. That's great. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, like where, where are all these good looking people coming from? And they're like, it wasn't even just women. Like I wasn't looking at the men, but like they just look like generally good looking yeah. people. I'm like, what? Like is something in the water or something? I would imagine in Europe uh, the people are more way more put together for uh, yeah. air travel than 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 the U.S. <laughs> and, um, yeah. I mean, I keep reading. Uh, you know, when air travel started, it was uh, yeah. it, it was kind of uh, um, a higher tier thing. So people would dress up. All the men would be in suits and hats, and the yeah. women would dress up. And uh, it was it was like going to the theater, or going to you know a high class or uh, opera. Yeah, yeah. And now <laughs> you look at the people now, and uh, <laughs> it's like, wow, what happened? <laughs> We've we've really taken a big fall. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
That's really funny. Which I could definitely get behind that if we went back to that. Yeah. You know, just, you know, put on a sport jacket or something. <laughs> you know, yourself up a little bit. It'd be, it'd be kind of cool. The classic um, button down and jeans, right? Like, yeah. So like, yeah, that's yeah, usual yeah, look. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, mean, usually, I, I usually see those people, um, they will always fly business class on Lufthansa, like, for, like, business. Like, yeah. they didn't want to look like a bum, but right. they didn't want to, like, you know, have, like, a tux or, like, a suit on. They were just like, okay, well, yeah, I'll, I'll compromise and meet in the middle. Yeah, for sure. Although, um, you know, since I fly so much, sometimes I'll get upgraded to first class. And I see those looks like, how'd he get on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be, it's, know. oh my God, you would be amazed at the the way that, the reactions that you get from like first class, as you said. Like, I remember um, the one, not Lindsey Vaughn, uh, Fat Man Scoop was flying first class to Frankfurt. Yeah. And he, like, Fat Man Scoop is Fat Man Scoop. Sure. Like, regardless, like, he looks like he just rolled out of bed. Yep. So, like, he came in, like, completely unshaven beard. He had on, like, slides and, like, shorts on because I think it was summertime. Sure. And, like, one of my coworkers said, oh, you know, Fat Man Scoop. He's, like, he's flying first class. I was like, Fat Man Scoop? So, like, I went there. You see his passport is completely, like, marked up. Yep. He had to have yep. extra pages in there. Like, he was just a down-to-earth guy. Right. And, like, he's like, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, I'm interning. And he's like, oh, you cool as you cool as shit. He was like, get the fuck out of here. And, like, he was just that cool. Yeah, like, yeah. He was just, you know, some people, like, a first class. And I'm sure, like, when he got there, like, he told me, he was like, you know, I fly first class all the time. And, like, the looks that I get from, yep. like, the Germans or, like, whoever, they're yep. like, this fucking guy is in first class? Yeah. What's he doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I'm like, do you get those looks like, like, Every so often, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see uh, it, it's either like, how did he get on here? Or it's like, oh, he must have, he must have gotten upgraded. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't care, I don't care, man. I'm, I'm you know, I, yeah, I, look at me all you want, man. I don't care. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm up here, man. It's going to be a nice flight. So <laughs> Yeah. It's, um, I have a question for it. So from, um, from an episode of Seinfeld, there was like a quote in it. Uh, Jerry, he ended up getting the first class and Elaine was back in coach. Great episode. Yeah. <laughs> He's like eating the ice cream sundae. Mm. And, uh, Elaine's getting her seat kicked. Back in coach getting yeah. her seat kicked. Yeah. You want more anything? More everything. Yeah, more everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so when he said in the in the episode, like, once you go first class, like, you can't go back. Like, do you like do you feel that? Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I don't I don't I, I mean, I definitely don't fly first class yeah. all the time uh you like get upgraded there's some kind of deal or uh okay. yeah i mean very occasionally a convention that i've been booked at we'll do it we'll we'll that's just how they that's how they book everybody very awesome. rarely but uh yeah i don't i don't like going back but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i don't like I, yeah i don't like going back but uh you know in in the end uh for as much travel as we do something yeah. we just any means to get there we yeah don't, we don't we don't care just close your eyes <laughs> hopefully you get some sleep and you wake up in the next day <laughs> yeah um, you know so uh yeah it's not an every time thing but it is it is nice when it, yeah. uh when you get it i definitely appreciate it so there is awesome. a there is one rule when it comes to when flying long distances is to Take a pregame dump before you even. Get <laughs> Good advice. Like, That's a great advice because you don't want to do it in the in the plane. No, oh, this no thing, those no. things are so tiny, so mm -hmm. tight, and you know there's no toilet, barely no toilet paper, and yeah. the way it flushes, it's gonna be <laughs> stuck in the toilet there. It's a good luck dump. 
Yeah, right. like you you know you want to get there uh, safe and sound. Like yep. at the end of the flight, like you don't want to share. Or if you do have to use a bathroom, you definitely want to be one of the first there. Yep. And like I would assume, probably before takeoff, like that would be the perfect time for you to just do it. And when you have you know depending on how many in the hour of layover at the airport, you know. Go use the public restroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in Europe, what, the way that I see it now, I have confidence in doing my business there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. versus like here, I would versus say versus why like, you know you see in the bathroom in Newark, Penn, or oh, forget it, dude. Yeah, yeah, no, no. you might as well go outside. It's uh, it <laughs> arguably. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, no. In in the European airports, like it's you definitely feel more safe doing your business there. Like mm-hmm. Newark, Newark Airport. JFK, I can get down with, but like Newark Airport, no, it's. No. <laughs> Did, I, I, I don't remember. I went to the bathroom there. I didn't know if there was still that that gap underneath. Gap. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's just like an American thing. I think so. Yeah, no. I, yeah, we we just I, have very different airports. <laughs> we do, yes, we do. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so I see that we're very close to uh, to our hour mark. So um, I just want to say thank you. Like, this is the first time I'm doing a podcast. Um, and I really appreciate Elton coming on to, like, share his experiences about Finland. Like, you know, just like travel in general. Yeah, and- I want to go to this place. The uh, the lucky <laughs> land for sure. Yeah. Stay in the ice igloo. I was actually um, I'm probably thinking of going again next year. Yeah. After, you know, just paying for the stay for the whole week without any souvenirs it was like pretty decent price right yeah that's great so you get a value on your dollar very good very good that's the i mean that's the way you should feel like once you come back for vacation like you don't want to have the feeling that i wish i could have done this or i wish i could have spent more or maybe i should have spent less like you want a return on your vacation you're paying for it oh yeah absolutely i'm looking forward to your next adventure oh yeah yeah (laughs) trust me so and so by the rest of my friends um and also um Thank you so much, Ming, for opening oh, yeah. up the studio. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, for definitely being a guest on the on the podcast. Yeah, anytime, like, my friend. Anytime. Your your <laughs> your your input is definitely valued, and um, just like all your travel and stuff. Like I'm sure you always have something. I'm like, gonna start taking topic. notes now. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is this is uh, tra- traveling is fun. Go out and go out and explore the world. It's a big yeah. world out there. Uh, go go dog sledding. Go ice fishing. <laughs> you only live once. Yeah, true. Yeah, YOLO. All right. Well, uh, this has been The World According to Walker, and thank you for listening. And thank you so much, everyone, for being a part of it.